Hello and welcome to the Court Games LCG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the Haunting Night Straight Czar Aegis, and with me I have a uh, curry-covered um, mud bird. Introduce yourself. Is it mud or curry? I- uh, curry-covered mud bird. I am Trevor Cuba, aka Kikita Onimaro. Am I the glorious co-host this week? Since you're, you're no, back- you're the curry-covered co-host. We, we made you player one today, and not, and not <laughs> you have at the hottie, so now I'm the glorious player two. No, you're the curry-covered co-host. That's what I said. You know, Cory is glorious. <laughs> and delicious. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What is your favorite oh curry recipe? What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your poison? Honestly, it's not a Japanese curry. My favorite curry is probably Penang curry. Okay. It's got like this peanut yellow curry sauce, and it's, it's really good with roasted duck or fried duck. Okay. Ooh, you're getting fancy with it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty low key. Well, I don't know because the low key Japanese curry is like your hand me down kind of like over the counter store. You just kind of put your own little ingredients in it. That's how you kind of customize it. Mine is, right. um, I like it hot. I like it with cheese, I like it with mushrooms, and I like it with chicken. You're supposed to put vegetables in there if you're someone who isn't worried about having a heart attack in the next three months. But... <laughs> uh, the cheese, okay, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I never understood the Japanese love of cheese. And it's, um, we all know that cheese is delicious, and cheese is absolutely amazing, but why the hell is it in freaking ramen? It's in, it's in all kinds of places. When people <laughs> ask is. me like the weirdest things I had in Japan, one of the things I mentioned are uh, cheese chip cookies, which imagine chocolate chip cookies, but instead of chocolate, it's chunks of cheese. And it sounds mm-hmm. bizarre. Tastes amazing. Oh, there was a, when I was uh, in Singapore last year, they, you know, seven, there were 7-Eleven in Singapore, by the way, just so if anyone's ever lost in Singapore, just find the 7-Eleven, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um... And, uh, but they also get, like, a lot of imports from the Japanese 7-Eleven, so I get all the Japanese snacks out there, too. Ooh, okay. And there were, like, these cheese sticks, mm. and then it's like, oh my god, this is freaking awesome! It's like, it tastes like, it, it's like, it's almost like brie, except it's, like, really salty and has, like, this really amazing taste to it. Mm. I flipped it over, it was cod mixed with cheese. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know... The, the Japanese also has like just their over at the counter like fast food or Seven uh, Eleven grocery or convenience store food is actually surprisingly healthy. You can get some like vegetables, yeah. some nice sandwiches, things that are not too healthy. That's why they're all so tiny over there. Me, you, clearly we're Americans because we just lock onto the most unhealthy cheese saturated thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, but you know what? Here's here's here, here's some fun fact. During quarantine. I lost 10 pounds. Nice. I'm pretty sure I gained that. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. You found it. Great. Anyway, so uh, news. Uh, there is none, is there? Still. Still no news. Also, you notice that there is no guest host today. We're supposed to be doing the Phoenix episode. However, our mystery guest is a bit occupied this week. We're going to catch him on the flip side next week. So, you know, Sar had an idea of some uh, topic he wanted to talk about. I was actually thinking, you know, we're officially um, getting close up. We're about two months away from um, from the launch of L5R, the LCG, three years ago now. Okay. So I was thinking, it's like, since that time, we've had like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, about 12 major release cycles. Around about. Or 12 major release, um, release blocks, I should say. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, so and I figured, you know, we could take this time this week and while we have a little break from, take a little break from our beginner's primers of the clans and uh, just uh, go take a walk through memory lane real quick. Uh, just We're, just, we're not going to spend, like, you know, enormous amounts of times. Don't worry, there will be those uh, rambling off-topic rants. What? Us? Never. We'll still have those. We'll still have those. Tell me more so, about but... your illegal art collection, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> nope, I did not start that this time. <laughs> so I guess we'll just like hit the ground running and start with core. Now, core environment, like around this time, we were getting to know the plants and what everything, what uh, what everyone's supposed mm. to be able to do. We found out that there was like a story reset. The story's going to be completely reset. Um, we also found out that um, Hotori is now female, is now Hotaru. Mm-hmm. We also know that, you know, Shinjo Shoto has a mommy instead of a daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to, not to catch you off, but you're kind of conflating like a series of like four or five months into a single cycle. Because, yeah, we had the announcement well, we had the announcement that Fantasy Flight had bought Alphavar immediately after, you know, when AEG sold it. They're like... Yeah, that was in uh, 2015, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Somewhere around the spring, I want to say April, don't quote me on that one, when they started, like, announcing the previews of, like, this is what the game's going to be. And we were ravenous trying to find the oh my different ways. Like, oh, what's the, what's the cards going to look like? What's the story going to be? What's all, you know, are they going to uh, keep this old story? Are they going to do something new? Who knows what's going on? Oh. Like, is Spider back? Is Sp-? My big thing was, is Spider back? <laughs> no? Yes! <laughs> I remember that because uh, I was working at a print shop at the time, and as the cards were being previewed, I would print them out on some decent card stock and got my friends together, and we started to because we one of the first, they showed off the very different way that resources are managed in this game and compared to old Five R. We wanted to get our heads yeah. around that, so we just like, oh, it doesn't matter if you can build a, a quote unquote legal deck. Let's just get some cards down here and mix them all up, and you know, get it like twenty cards each, and find out the core gameplay loop of here it took a while right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it kind of did but uh so we got all those uh card previews for core we got all the fictions and then the kikumatsuri at gen con happened that was the uh the official i guess the the, the pre-launch for l5r the lcg yeah it was technically a pre-launch wasn't it i mean it felt like a launch that event was huge we had like oh, what yeah. is something like 800 people were there in the Kikumatsuri tournament? It was absolutely insane. Everyone and their effing mother was there. There was a big and celebration. They had, like, these Japanese yeah. models in full body armor. People from the old uh, life of the game, like John Wick showed up. Freaking um, Brian Reese showed up. Uh, all kinds of folks. Uh, we had the, oh, yeah. uh, a big Oots Banzai in, mem- uh, in memory of, like, people who are not with us anymore. That brought the hull down before... That was before we can't do Utsbanza anymore. Uh, and then it got, and then they, and then um, FFGOP announced for honor, for glory, for Rokugan. You know, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> that I we really don't want to. I don't want to get into that one right now, and stuff because it's a nuanced thing, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of opinions. No, it, of them are... To me, it's not. To me, it's not the whole is bonsai okay or not it's the fact that i don't think that there was actually a lot of thought put into the new quote-unquote chant <laughs> to the new one no i mean they just want to do something that like you know would rally the community 
Uh, and there's reasons why the old one had to go, and there's reasons why we're not doing anything anymore. But that's like a yeah. whole topic that we we couldn't do it justice to doing it here anyway, even if we made a whole episode about it. So, oh, maybe. Yeah, I might get it. And now the KeyForge players are stole are stealing our thing with the whole Bravnar thing. Uh, anyway. KeyForge steals all of our cool stuff. I know, but sure. yeah, it's a, it's a great game. If, if, <laughs> anyway, if, if you're a Keyforge player who also happens to play, stop listening. You're you're not welcome here. <laughs> no, no, no! Please stay, please stay, please I just, stay. I, I need to show you this one deck that has a ninety-seven on rank key. I I just chased away one of our three listeners. <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's core Kikumatsuri Dragon won that. Mm-hmm. So no. Dragon won oh. Kikumatsuri. If you did not remember all the way back in 2017, three years ago, that doesn't sound right because Raiga won, Crane won the Kikumatsuri. I thought, I thought Dragon did. That's why the um, that's why Winter Court that year was all Dragon themed. Uh, well, this is sure we're, we're having bad memories. I knew there was two events. And I there know... was Kikumatsuri, and then there's the Honor Preview event in uh, in London. No, I'm talking about at the so at Gen Con, the, the launch event, there was the Kikumatsuri, and then the next day was a separate tournament. And I think that tournament was for determining worlds. Or maybe something else was different. I can't remember how worlds was determined, but I very clearly remember that um, uh, Kikita Raiga from the Crane Clan, uh, he won uh, the Kikumatsuri because uh, it was like, Trust me, a crane knows when we had we had a big pop off <laughs> when the first tournament back from hiatus and you know a crane won it. You know, that's something I remember. It was the very first. I remember it was the very first story choice. Whether or not um, that was also the very first story choice because uh, we had the um, whether or not Mishoto was going to be legal or not. Yep, uh, Katrina Ostrander grabbed all of the Hatomotos and presented them with a choice. And the way I liked it, because they presented the choice in a, in a way that harkens back to the original Second Day of Thunder back at, like, what was that, Gen Con 97, the first big L5 from the original uh, story of this game. Um, also kind of echoed a bit in the movie that's based off of, Gamer's Hands of Fate. They had a similar yeah. thing, so. We need more of those, Tyler. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, okay. So there was actually two events at Gen Con tw- uh, 2017. Yep. There was the official, there was the launch event mm-hmm. and the Kikumatsuri. Yep. One, I, the Kikumatsuri was, is the one that determined uh, worlds. The launch event was just the, the first, tur- the first L5R tournament. Okay. Yeah, I think the, the first, the launch event was the one you got your core set at, but it was, and it was only seven rounds and it just kind of stopped there. The Kikumatsuri is the one that actually like, here's a seven round and then you play into a finals bracket from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Both of them, if I, if I remember correctly, both of them did, did, um, did award hot mode. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, after that, we had the first worlds. The next big event was the first world, in which we all learn not to play big characters against crab. The, the, yeah, well, thankfully, we all remember the event more than that poor player's name. <laughs> I'm sure there's a stream somewhere. But... <laughs> we rem- I, I remember that it was a Phoenix player, played Sukune, five. 
because uh, FFG had it was at World. They were starting their 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 nascent streaming capabilities, and they try to do live commentary. What's going on? And they're just like, "Hey, let's take a look at this one table over here." And then like the game's over in like five seconds because, uh, oh, I'm gonna buy Sakuna with like three or four fate. Way of the crab. Yeah, it was way of the crab. It's like humanity learned a dark lesson that day. <laughs> We all, all Phoenix player cringe that day. To be fair, to be fair, it's become the most hard part rule of the L5R meta is when you're up against Crab, do not invest do big, not. you know, early. And guess which idiot on this podcast forgot that a couple days ago? Well, uh, that could be me. I haven't been playing in like two weeks. I should probably play. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did that. I bought a, uh, I bought some, I, I left a, um, I've left a Mitsu with three fate all alone against crap. Nice. <laughs> no no reprieves, no uh, ancient masters, no nothing. Nope. Well, you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after Worlds, what do we go there? We just go right to the the Phoenix? Uh next thing that happened was Imperial. The the six Imperial. and six weeks? The six packs in six weeks, and everybody loved this one. Yeah. Because it, you know what? It injected a lot of cards into the card pool, mm-hmm. right? But it also gave us such luminous gems like Censure, A Fate Worse Than Death, uh, Consumed by Five Fires, Embrace the Void. What else? Oh, Prodigy of the Waves, Master Gisei Toshi. Well, keep in mind, like, the core set and the first Imperial set was designed basically without really understanding what the metagame of, the, of this game is going to look like. So, yeah. you know, a lot of things kind of flow through. You know, for and for everything that's busted, you have a lot of stuff that's like hot garbage by today's standards. And even standards back then, <laughs> you know? Much. Pretty much. But um, also, you got to remember, what you got to remember about this environment was, this was really almost kind of like the Wild West. Hmm. We had no restricted list. Oh, yeah. Everything was fair game. Like, charge, you wanted guest to of pl- honor. Charge, guest of honor, um, fate worse than death. And Forge Edict, all in the same deck. I recall Fate Worse Than Death not being too crazy at that point, because <laughs> a, a lot of us older players were on the bandwagon of stuff like, oh, look, it costs so much money, and it's doing, like, several redundant effects. If Fate Worse Than Death was in the old game, it would not leave the binder, because uh, in the old game, once you've, air quote, neutralized a card, then they're pretty much done, because if they're bad, they can't you know, perform actions anymore. They're not contributing force. There's very few ways to straighten them. Uh, if you kill them or do whatever or send them home, basically the same thing. This one did all three and more. And it's just like, you look at it, it's like, we, we you just need to do one. Why do you need to do all of them? So a lot of people just missed it. blank, remove fate, and send home. Yeah. Uh, people came around. People came around to it. Oh, and Dishonored. And Dishonored. And Let's dishonored. not forget Dishonored. Oh, yeah. And Dishonored. Oh yeah, no. I I remember looking at that card and going absolutely nuts about it. Mm-hmm. And then here's Steve Palumbo telling me no one's gonna play that card. And fast forward to a couple months of Scorpion Dominance and Cotes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have things like that, and also people were really excited about the six packs in six weeks because yeah. uh, as a new game, we were all excited to kind of get the ball rolling, and we, all we had was other FFG games to kind of like track to see what we could expect for releasing. And a lot of these games, like uh, as someone who's never played Game of Thrones, the reputation that I heard was that Game of Thrones was very slow to get like develop a very robust card pool because they had a 
slow release cycle. So yeah, six packs in six weeks. Great. Boom. Here's a whole uh, partial core set. Just inject it straight into the game so we can just really start exactly. getting into... It would still be like another year before we actually got any quote-unquote real deck-building choices once it became clear which cards were good, which cards were bad. But we had like the illusion of choices at, the, at that time, which is, you know, just as good. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we had the my my very first Kotai. I entered the L5R scene. Atlanta. A dark day was came upon a community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was also the time. That was also when I met Ryan Rocket and a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah, so it was like great, great fun. Really loved doing that. Um, uh, yeah, so it was. Yeah, me and a whole bunch of people from Florida, we caravaned up, played, I judged, they played, and people, other people whined. So, you know, typical road trip all around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then, uh, but here's the problem with the whole six-pack and six-week thing. What's that? Absolute content drought. Yeah. For, like, months. We hit the first one. No, we, 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 at this point, we assumed that, you know, FFG shot its load where they had a massive release event and then, you know, go, go into the actual release. And then they got the six packs in six weeks. They were getting a bunch of story at the same time. And then after Worlds, we went into like this Christmas uh, hibernation, which FFG shuts down from like December until like late January. So we're no one hits yeah. anything and stuff. So we're just like, okay, well, maybe it's going to take a little while because they came back and it's like, it's Star Wars all day, every day. Star Wars this, Star Wars that. Legion, Battlefields, all kind of, whatever the games are. I don't know. Every other game except L5R. Yeah. But we, we were Basically. we were new, uh, but it we weren't too upset about it. The only thing I still regret about that was, so in the card game TCG a CCG, all kinds of G's, community. Um, seems like every year or so, there's a new darling of the season. Some new hot IP that's like got everyone all a chattering and it's like really interesting and can hold some attention for a little bit. Actually, usually about like a year or so, maybe a year or two. Uh, L5R was that game, but it like came and it came out so huge. And then because we stopped getting like content, uh, the inches just evaporated. Like very it really quickly. did. Like honestly, that program that we can't, that we are not supposed to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's check. We say it all it, the time. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Jigoku. If it wasn't for Jigoku, L five R would be dead by now. Absolutely. I, Jigoku. I, I honestly, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Jigoku kept L five R alive between Imperial and the Phoenix Clan pack. Mm-hmm. And Jigoku, after the... Oh, my God, the Phoenix Clan Pack. Can we talk about that for a moment? It's on the list that you made sure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't see why not. Oh, Tadaka and Kyun Nasawa. Didn't we even realize that it was going to be that broken? Uh, Unclear. Now, here's an interesting thing. Tyler's mentioned this before, and I fundamentally agree with that. It's something I've argued whenever we talk about, like, which is a good and bad Clan Pack. Uh, Phoenix is a very special case. They were, we're still figuring out the meta, but it, like Phoenix was very categorically not one of the top clans. It's very clear. Their, their high glory 
was uh, a straight detriment as long as Phoenix and other like even now without even uh, or without even Scorpion in the environment. Uh, things like Shameful Display, which is all over the place. Things like court games meant that their high glory was just nonstop working against them. Uh, and as a you know a clan that needs a lot of like extra conflict side actions in the form of spells. They just needed a whole huge injection just to get them at a whole different level, which was the, the right. design of the clan pack. And in that case, it succeeded. I think we all suspected Tadako is pretty ridiculous. Um, and we all turned out to be true. Actually, I think he was more ridiculous than we even like foresaw. <laughs> if anything, yeah, it was it was uh, it just kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, that we knew that this was going to be a powerful card, but we didn't exactly knew exactly how powerful it was. I mean, hell, Master Gisei Toshi, a lot of us were sleeping on it over uh, uh, we were sleeping on that card because we were all going gaga for Prodigy of the Waves. Yeah, Phoenix is again a weird situation where uh, their cards keep, like every once in a while an old card from Phoenix will come back into the meta I don't know. Sometimes it's like, oh, we didn't really appreciate it before. Or sometimes it's, oh, the meta has changed. And now the way the game is played, this card that was worthless before is actually super good now. Look at you, pacifism. <laughs> Looking at you, uh, you know, know the world. <laughs> hold us to the world. <laughs> know the world and hold us to the world. Mm. Who do you? Anyway, so we got the Phoenix Clan back, which we got an idea of what card was going to be like in um, what uh, things are going to be like as far as Clan back uh, goes. And next, uh, we have well, Elemental hold, Cycle. Hold on, because I want to be yeah. rem- uh, remiss to talk about, um, along with the, even though we're only talking about the card game scene and stuff, the book, the Phoenix Clan novella. Oh, yes. Came out. The Sword and the Spirit. Well, it, it, the idea was for it to come out parallel with the book. I think it were a yeah. few weeks apart and stuff, but this is yeah. by far the least egregious of delays FFG <laughs> <laughs> has committed and stuff. Um, and I have a very personal appreciation of that because I, my, I consider um, Robert Denton, you know, Spooky uh, Crane, a good friend of mine. He's, you know, he's an old school player from back in the Crane forums. Uh, and I've talked with him many times, and I'm so proud to see him, who has worked on this game for so long, to have a physical novella out there right there. That was just filled with joy for my good friend. It's good. I really like it, too. I think he did a really good job with that book. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I think, um, as someone who, by his own uh, accounts, has, like, zero writing training prior to... <laughs> Like randomly entering a crane fan fiction contest ages ago, and is now like a professional writer and stuff. You know that these things just kind of run in crane blood. What do you can? What can I tell you? Uh, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> anyway. uh, all right, dismissive comments aside. Jeez, um, <laughs> man, try to try to give my buddy some props as proper as he just oh just this dismisses both so. <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, no, I wasn't dismissing Robert or you. Just your clan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry to a pile of curry now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so next, Elemental Cycle. Hmm. Um, they also announced that this was going to be six packs in six weeks, but instead of yay, um, the response was more like, "Oh my God, why?" Hmm. And it's not a, it's not out of nowhere. Even though we were just so, 
we were concerned. So we were happy with the six for six weeks coming out because we needed new car like cars to be quickly injected into the game. And then the Phoenix came out. And then they announced another six for six weeks. Uh, or six packs in six weeks. Uh, but there were several problems with this. Like, the game has, you know, is about a year old now. Um, had a little bit of legs. And we're already starting to see the first of what would be a growing concern of it's hard to get people into this game. Because they say, yeah. hey, buddy, you wanna, you're interested in this game? You want to check it out? Well, a core set costs $40. You're going to need three of these. And then you're going to need all these... Um, um, Imperial boosters essentially, and then you need the Phoenix thing, and I get these more. So that we have a price point of what we're of it being very hard to get this game. Um, tracking down these products because a lot of these things were hard to get. Like an Imperial cycle came out, they flew off a lot of the shelves, and they were kind. Of, if you didn't get the first wave, they're kind of hard to yeah. hunt down. Same thing with the Phoenix they pack. Really are. And then it was also really hard to get excited for this Elemental Cycle meta because over the course of two months, these cards would keep coming out. And like every time we would get a preview or we get some cards, it was like, oh, we think this is good, but I can't make a declarative statement of if this card is good or what the meta is because the meta was in a constant state of flux every week oh, yeah. for two to three months straight. <laughs> we can't. I mean, it's like it's not like... If if you're if you if you started playing after this, it mm. wasn't like how it is now, where it's like we got a month to let cards marinate mm. and you know settle down, and then before we, it was just like things were changing on a weekly basis, and half the time you're like we normally would get the cards like uh we get, or sometimes there would be leaks of the mm. cards, so you know sometimes like in six weeks we already know in like in like in like sorry not six weeks in like three weeks we already know what what every card that was coming out yeah it, it, it was just like trying to we were already metaing for that it was something like 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 eating too much curry i'm staring at my curry right now I'm getting oh my God. but it's like it's the same thing it's like oh it's so good and then you just keep getting more and more of it and just like okay it's too it's too much this is like this good thing is is, is this too much of a good thing and it's lasting too long and I can't really enjoy it because it keeps getting like shoved down my throat? Like, oh my god. Uh huh. Next thing you know, we're, you know, in the bathroom throwing up elemental cards. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And it's like, and then again, we had another content drought until the Scorpion pack after that. Yeah, we really didn't like the, and we still don't like the, I think they're, they're well, you know, pandemic aside, we're, there's issues where it's like, oh, we remember you. Oh, we forget you. And it kind of keeps going up and down. I think FFG does that with a lot of its games. So we're not alone in that aspect. You know, if you're not Star Wars or Keyforge, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess a couple notable notable cards in this cycle. Uh, for me, it's my most hated card in L5R. Oh. Although it's my most favorite art in L5R. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I have a very mixed relationship with this card, Mirror's Gaze. Okay. I remember that card. It is a crane yeah. card. It is a crane card. Eight pages of freaking rulings yeah. and growing. Every once in a while I get bored and say, like, you know what? What if, like, it's secretly really good stuff? Aside from, like, it costs a lot. It goes on a Shugenja, which Crane have almost no Shugenja. Well, I take that back. We have no good Shugenja. Um, <laughs> I... Which yeah, you, no, you don't. And then it's like if you go up to the mountains and study under a great master to figure out how mirrors gaze work, 
uh, you would get to the end of that journey. It's like, oh, it's it's not actually very good once you get it working as intended anyway. So, no, no but we also got cards like, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Ancient Master Hurricane Punch Void Fist. Oh, man. The Dragon Package. Yeah, I guess we, we did talk about the meta. This is the point where after, you know, it took a while for the card game meta to kind of like figure out what it wants to do. And after a while, Dragon rocketed to the top on the back yeah. of, you know, test.deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, test. literally test.deck. Dragon won a lot, but Scorpion was still holding strong, too. Yeah. One of the first I, events, uh, I, it was actually uh, uh, Frotop, uh, Chris Potter, oh. over at the Jay Throne, who discovered what would become, like, the real meta of L5R, at the very least the Scorpion. Because a lot of people were, he even did this back at Worlds, I believe, where he was, like, uh, people were just, like, playing cards. and Like, everyone's playing mid-game at this point, right? And there was an idea that Scorpion would, at, at a certain point, just drop all their bids down to one and just try to force you off the edge, dishonor way. And it was, like, a, a 50-50 win shot at best. Um, he came up with, his, which would be affectionately known as the uh, big hand, small board strategy of like, hey, I've got like a single quarter on the board. Nothing I'm really doing, but I'm just like throwing cards down or dropping what would be called drop bears, which is the Scorpion's incredibly good cards from their hand. Kachiko. Kachiko, my, the bane of my existence. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Oh, we forgot. And when we're talking about uh, the Scorpion Clan pack, we forgot one very egregious card in that from that pack. What is that? Duty. Oh, dude. Well, we haven't got the uh, the Scorpion pack yet. We're still on Elemental. Oh, you're right. We we are. Duty oh. comes later. Never mind. For, uh, <laughs> forget I said anything. <laughs> but no, but that there is a there is a very egregious card in in the Elemental cycle. Okay, what's that? Hidden Moon Dojo. Okay. Is that uh, you don't Elemental or is that uh, that Scorpion was pack? Elemental? Okay, that was Elemental. In case, okay, um, in case you're new, very new, and don't know what Hidden Moon Dojo does because it's banned, and there is absolutely no reason for you to look at that card whatsoever. <laughs> um, limit one per deck. This is one of those limit one per deck holding, just like you know other fair limit one per deck holding, like Kanjo District and Karada District. Uh, that's something else <laughs> that came out in the Imperial Cycle, isn't it? All those one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Imperial Palace, too. <laughs> but it's limit once per deck. You may play characters in adjacent provinces as if they were in your hand. Action. During a conflict, turn a card in an adjacent province face up. So this basically says, Scorpion player, skip Dynasty phase. Collect one fate. Oh, yeah. Back when you, the first passing fl- uh, player uh, got a dollar. or yeah, no, it, Yes. That still happens, I think. Yeah, it, it still it still it still happens. Why well, am I doesn't happen. basic rules of this game? <laughs> because you were not you're not completely way off. Second player used to get an extra fate. <laughs> I'm tired. I need curry. Anyway, <laughs> you want your curry? I do. Want anyway, curry. so that's uh that's pretty much elemental. Anything that jumps out? Anything you remember? Anything big out of this one? No, I just kind of talked about the uh, the. I remember the broad strokes of the meta more than. Uh, don't ask me to remember very specific cards, unless it's like a A plus standout oh. card. I can't remember anything. Oh my god! How how did we forget this? What is How this? did we forget this card? I don't this know. This is a card that cost havoc at um, Gen Con 2018. Oh, that one card. What card is this? Hawk Tattoo. Hawk Tattoo. Uh, are we at the Gen Con? I guess we is this about the Gen Con yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, this is actually the event where I met Tyler Perry for the first time. And really? uh, 
for outsiders looking in and stuff, and if you we've we've learned since that you know uh, Tyler has a long history of playing games and being part of the ffg community specifically and i i got the chance to sit down and interview him to kind of get uh you know, figure out what it is but it was announced you know it was ffg with their great communication uh it was put out that hey so we have all these people who like it like launch the new version of l5r several of them are leaving and some of them are moving on to other projects and so who's going to take over the bulk work of l5r tyler parrot the local intern <laughs> <laughs> So when we're already in the in the midst of like, hey, we see, it found, seems like we're getting ignored over here. They're like, hey, yeah, we're just gonna give this game the keys of this game to some intern who doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that was the I, that was the attitude a lot of people had. But Tyler, if you're listening, I always had faith in you. <laughs> messaging people, messaging. They kind of framed this whole situation a little bit better, you know. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I think anyone who's talked to Tyler Parrott uh, at all knows that he is very good at, you know, card design and introspective of, like, how uh, to build a competitive card game and the things that it takes. Um, Oh, yeah. If anyone has has any kind of criticism of, like, any of the cards that come out and stuff, um, he'll be the first to admit that if, A, if something is his fault... Or B, like, there's many factors via from playtest to, um, there's many factors that goes into, like, why a card might be, you know, stronger or weaker as an intended and stuff. But uh, one thing you cannot take away from Tyler is, like, he knows, and he is open about it, and he is, you know, the game is relatively balanced. And this game has seven factions not including any of the like the weird corner cases to have them even like nearly as balanced as they are is a Herculean tax. So, uh, you know, this bird boy knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, um, I I I do believe Tyler is actually doing a very good job with this game. Uh, I think that um, it's just that we're not getting what it's not. We're not getting. There is limit. There are limits to you know how many cards can go inside one of those blister packs, right? Oh yeah. So there are limits to how many cards he can design each cycle, mm. and so we may want a certain cards, but it just may not be able to. We may not be able to fit. He he just probably couldn't fit into the cycle. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so that's elemental. A couple other notable cards. We got Magistrate Station as well as Unleash the Jin. In this one. Oh, we also got the first um, duel that uh, doesn't have to require participants to be in the conflict. Which one is this? Taru GI. Oh, yeah. I remember there was a brief period where people thought that those cards was going to be like ridiculously powerful. Uh, but they found it was but then we realized, But then we realized nobody else plays Shugenja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a card you just hold on to and just wait for someone to play a freaking uh, Mia Mystic. If they don't play a Mia Mystic, well, then you can't play this card. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly how it goes. If, honestly, if it, if it wasn't Shugenja versus Shugenja, it would be a really, really good, powerful card and stuff. But unfortunately, yeah, it is. I'm, here's the thing: it's like I we know that score. We know that a crab is running. Um, is running. Uh, what's what's that? What's that Shugenja now? The one that straightens. I mean, uh, Witch Hunter. Yep. And Witch Hunter has zero glory. Yep. We could run that and just bully Witch Hunter, right? Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> you, 
some clans have them. You know, Scorpion has a surprising amount of Shigenja in there. Crab's got a yeah, few. Yeah, but they're not running their Shigenjas right now. The um, only Shigenja that they normally would run would be a uh, illusionist. Yeah, but the point is, like, generally speaking, especially at this point in the game, uh, where Elemental Cycle is coming out, most of the clan's options for Shigenja was either zero or garbage. Somewhere in that gradient right there. Uh, so it's just, it turned out to be, why are we talking about this card that, like, no one's ever played? <laughs> I don't know. We, I was just mentioning it, and then we go off stupid tangent. Cut cut the content. Uh, we don't need that. I'm keeping this. <laughs> people will know about Taru GI. <laughs> no, we don't. People don't need to know. Just mention it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, so that's Elemental. Next, we have, next thing on the release doctrine, I think it was like, if my memory is right, we got the Scorpion Pack. I believe uh, Scorpion it, Pack, yeah. I was going to say, right. I, I believe it, as far as release things come, uh, the Scorpion Pack either came out afterwards or it came out like near the end of Elemental. I remember there's some sort of hiccup happening there. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah. Yeah, I remember it was it was definitely after all of Elemental was released, but before Worlds. Yeah, something happened with the Scorpion Pack. I can't remember the yeah. details. Uh, but it came out, and this is when, like... Like, keep in mind, we and we've talked about this many times in this podcast, and it's kind of like, this is where the conversation starts of what is a clan pack and what is it supposed to be? Uh, yeah. Phoenix came back. We, I mean, at this point, we already saw the Phoenix, so we were yeah. kind of expecting something along that line. Uh, some people were. Like, it, it, once again, Phoenix had a very specific goal because Phoenix needed uh, X amount of things to happen. Uh, people were kind of upset that Scorpion, like, at this point, Scorpion was tr- proving very dominant. Like, if it's not a, a dragon win, it's probably a Scorpion or Crab win. Yeah, And right. Scorpion's proving and, very strong in a, in a way and, that most people could not compete in. <laughs> and also, at this point, Unicorn was, like, at the bottom of the barrel, so everyone was expecting the next clan pack after Phoenix was yeah. going to be Unicorn. We were shocked when we found out. I was shocked when I found out it was Scorpion. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't think FFG's ever explicitly said, but we had the suspicion since that the pack, like Phoenix Pack, came out with the Phoenix novella. The Scorpion Pack came out with the Scorpion novella. So we believe that they had like the first year or so already planned. So they knew they were going to do a Scorpion Pack. Um, I don't think uh, they had the Scorpion cards uh, like ready, which ones they wanted to come out. Because I know, I believe this was one of the first ones that Tyler really got his hands dirty designing for. And he had the unfortunate thing of like, hey, the next pack is for the most dominant clan in the game currently. Um, build an entire pack for them. So he had the unfortunate, him and I believe uh, 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 Brad Andreas was still a part of the game at this time. Yeah, Brad and, was. And who it technically still is, I think in a byline somewhere. Um, well, he, he, he was up until his departure from FFG. Oh, is he no, oh, yeah, he's no longer with FOG. Oh, yeah, I forgot. But anyway, um, so they were working together. So they have the unfortunate task of, like, we have to dev- develop an entire clan pack for a clan that's already, like, A-plus top tier. So, but honestly, though, did they know that Scorpion was dominant at the time? Because this the clan pack was probably designed, like, a good year ahead. Uh, I believe from what I'm um, basing purely with what Tyler and Brad has said after the fact, because remember when look at the time frame of when Tyler got hired, uh, and when Scorpion Pack came out, and he's very open about when he like he had like partial control over the Scorpion Pack, or I think he had like most control over the Scorpion Pack. Um, I do know that he had because I remember I had a conversation in 2018 uh, with both Tyler and Brad about Mirror's Gaze, mm. and both of them told me very different things. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I believe that uh, uh, Tyler was, this is hypothetically speaking, but I believe he, uh, from based on what he said, but he was an interview or he was an intern who had, was like just like loosely working on a number of things unofficially at FFG and he got promoted to full designer status in the middle of Elemental and Scorpion was when he really got his like teeth, you know, wet uh, designing something. Um, again, he had to just, but at that point, Scorpion was proving very dominant in the meta scene. So he had to make a pl- uh, thing that was, you know, neat for a clan, but not adding on to their already dominant deck type and stuff. And what, exactly. So, and this is where we get some interesting things. And this is where duty comes from, because as if he's said in interviews since then, you know, Kyun Bayushi. Duty is for Kyun Bayushi. <laughs> Yeah. Duty is not for CD on the open hand. Yes. <laughs> and there's like the whole point of this pack, the mission state was to give uh, the Scorpions something else to do other than their small board, big hand, hyper dishonors thing that they had started to develop here. So, Scorpion Pack, what's up with that? That's about the time of Worlds, right? Because I remember Scorpion that Pack was came out. Four Worlds. That was definitely before Worlds because it was world legal. Because remember, we had that incident at Worlds. We have many incidents. Uh, seems like every Worlds. What's this one? This one was remember duty censure. Nope. Okay, so what happened was this was the semifinals. Okay. Johnny Shen, Samuel Benny's. Uh, Johnny Shen. Event, they basically at the end of the round. It was coming up to time. At the end of the round, they rushed through the. Um, they rushed through the end of the conflict phase. They did, they didn't determine. They failed to determine favor. At which point, the favor would have gone to um, to Samuel Benny's. Johnny Shen had it. Okay. So at the end of the round, John, uh, Samuel Benny's would have had a whole lot of had people go away, which would have dishonored him out. Mm-hmm. Right. So people went away. He played duty. Johnny Shen. Johnny Shen played censure. Both of them. Uh, sorry, Samuel Benny's conceded. Right then and there, and revealed his hand. Hmm. But Johnny Shen didn't have the favor, so censure could not have been played. Oh. Yeah. So that, but it was ruled because, you know, it was recorded on stream, watching it back. It was it was it was shown as a concession, so they let it stand that Johnny went to the finals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that it was a yeah, it was it was it was kind of like this is why I'm very strict. This is why when I judge, I am very. If I'm standing behind you, you better be following every single step. Uh, I don't know if that's a hill I want to die on, sir, because we're going to talk about the worlds next year. <laughs> I think there's an incident there. I think people want to hear about. <laughs> yes, there is. But you know what? On that one, it wasn't just me. It was also Ryan Rocket and also Tyler Parrott that missed that one. <laughs> well, and also, we were dealing with something else. Oh, you know, oh my god, both years. It, both years. The big thing at the big thing at World, both two years in a row, was because of duty. I mean, what can we say? Duty has been a problem since it was printed, you know? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, but News at eleven. Oh my god. I just that I just realized that. <laughs> Uh, this is, I believe, if I, memory serves me correctly, I believe this is the first year I formally met you. 
this was it was exactly at it was at um, it was at this world where we I formally met pretty much everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you were. I, I, remember calls because uh, you know FFG has got a number of like. There's a few faces that I think I see at like Gen Con at Worlds every year and stuff. That I've got no idea. There's that one guy with the curly hair. I don't know stuff. But you have you know if anyone's ever met Sar, he is just like bright and in your face and all haughty. <laughs> like near instantly and stuff and i think like we just ended up like going to dinner that night I remember. we did because honestly i was i was i was like i was done for the day everyone already left i i, I got done you guys were still hanging out mm. i didn't want to eat at the game center again because i had like lunch there um and then we i think we went to indian food yeah we went to indian food ran into one of the kims i can't remember which one because i've known the <laughs> brothers kim for years now, I think almost a decade at this point, and I swear they. If you don't know, uh, they are are they twin brothers? Do I know that they are twins? They, they are, are twins. twins. You know, I swear to God, it used to be easier to I can identify them much easier when they're younger. As we're all getting older these days, maybe my memory's going, or they're just like turning into the same person. It's getting harder. No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, Trevor, there's actually a very easy way to tell them apart. I'll tell you after the podcast ends, after we're done recording. So neither of them burns me at the stake. Oh jeez. <laughs> but anywho, <laughs> yeah, and that's and I'll, I'll leave it at that. So worlds, anyway. Uh, Crane won worlds. <laughs> yeah, eighteen. Yeah, because I've always, Your plan. I, I've always got my Hotaru with the uh, the you know smoking weed and like wearing sunglasses with a get smoked hat on on the ready, <laughs> and whatever Crane's gonna win about to win a major event, so. <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> yeah so crane won that um and it was a pretty grueling match i have to say that watching that it was a uh, it was um one of those matches that um they just kind of what that, that was kind of a little bit uh, a little bit painful to watch at the end. The, 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 end. the, the game that chased Johnny Shen away from L five R forever. <laughs> yes. Never living that down. Uh, well, this is like it's, it's a perfect oh. example not only of so this is why I frequently will say tournaments are an endurance match and like Johnny like if you don't saw him like he had a cold at the start of the event that was getting progressively worse the more it's going and he was dying he was pretty much dying at the final table and this was after what after this was after he played in the Hatamoto challenge yeah he played he played in one day one so he this was like his third day of playing l5r l5r is a very long game to play it's yes. very mentally taxing um and it was, I, i've gone to a lot of tournaments where i just see people were just like blowing plays left and right because they are like not just mentally but physically exhausted uh when they get to those later games so it's, it doesn't make any surprise oh, yeah. that uh you know people sort of blow a play but i don't think um you know that's a rather infamous moment of johnny shen playing the uh what was it the magistrate the, the cutting cut, magistrate cutting magistrate yeah. when he had more decided people on his side than his opponent and uh, like actually cost him the the match lowered his stats yeah <laughs> he lowered his stats on his side and yeah I will I will so, say from the other from the other side uh for with Eric Balhus who's don't get me wrong uh Eric is an amazing player he's got nothing to prove to me oh, or yeah. anyone else uh but there's a reason where a lot of us went into that tournament not really expecting Crane to win because Crane was vi like at that point Crane could be very powerful but could also be very inconsistent and we didn't really yeah 
have faith in any of our decks that really go very far. There's like a contingency of like, you know, had uh, me, you had uh, Shudarev, you had Leofor, you had Mika there or Mika. Uh, and we're just and half of us scrubbed out well way earlier, and so we just started hovering around Eric as he's like climbing the ranks. And again, all these players are very Eric's very good, his opponent's very good, but Eric had more like his deck just never really locked up like many of our other decks did, and his opponents actually did. I was watching the Kingsley matchup, and Kingsley's doing everything right, running the you know the dragon uh, death dot uh, oh, test yeah. dot deck thing, which is like at I... that point was supposed oh, to. Oh be... wait, hold on. Kingsley did at that one. Kingsley had a wandering Ronin in his deck. Remember, he did. Yes, he did. Um, and he, uh, oh, throw throw me off my guard. Uh, game here. Um, yeah, he's got a uh, the deck, the dragon deck, which Crane had a really big time struggling with at that point because our big key was Guest of Honor, and Guest of Honor can't stop swords, so the dragon just kind of rolls us over. Um. Kingsley just saw none of his good stuff <laughs> for almost the entire yeah. game. He's had to, like, uh, I think he took a Mia Mystic or something really small and started building a little mini tower out of that because it was the only thing he had. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Oh, yeah. So that was Worlds 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, we the had. Winter hiatus. <laughs> Winter hiatus. <laughs> no one talks and about then, for, uh, F5R for like four months. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we got Children of the Empire, which was supposed to be released before I left the United States for Singapore. Yeah. But because of strikes, it didn't. <laughs> now, so, but before Children of the Empire, restrict remember, like at some point we started getting the, the, the first restricted list. It remember. was actually oh the first restricted list was like after was after first worlds, okay, yeah because I remember like seeing fate worse than death on like I remember the first restricted list had fate worse than death on it. Let me just pull up when that was exactly because I actually because the restricted list is very that. special in L five R's history because um something of this nature has never been done in uh, one of FFG's games. Where instead, like most games, if there's a card that's a problem, they would just ban it. And oh, wow! It? Oh, the first restricted list was on uh, um, was uh in May 2018. Okay, so that's like right around, like right before Elemental or something like that. Right before, right in the middle of it, something like there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like most card games, would just if there's a problem card, they just ban it. Alpha Var, and I believe this is another one of uh, Tyler's uh, babies, the restricted list, was instead of removing a card from the environment entirely, because, you know, I buy cards if you want to get you. And there, some of these cards are not like so powerful that it need to be exiled into never being played again. But the idea is, hey, a restricted list is you can play one of these things and nothing. And not uh, another part of it. It's a great way to disrupt, destroy like really bad combos and you still have access to mm-hmm. theoretically very powerful cards. Uh, you know, so yep. if everyone says like, hey, I think I, there's something I could do with this. Okay, you could do it. Just not in com- combination with this other thing over here, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I also, uh, my memory was mistaken. Fate, Worse, and Death did not go on restricted list until after Worlds. Something like that, yeah. I remember after, uh, I believe after Worlds that year, uh, if there wasn't, if, so that wasn't the first one, and I think that was the first, like, really major shakeup 
where we had we knew at this point we knew a lot of the problem cards and we really got rid of a lot of them right before Children of the Empire came out. Right. But speaking of Children uh, of the Empire, <laughs> oh, Children of the Empire! I think that this was a very underrated set. It's underrated. Just like I thought it was. I thought a lot of people was. Uh, I thought it felt underrated to a lot of people. Oh, I disagree. Or, or at least people's reaction to it to me felt underrated. Felt this... uh, it, it felt felt under people felt underwhelmed by it. I which I don't know. It just it, it, to me it felt like that, right? Um, but then again, remember I was clear across on the other side of the world. Oh, this is when you were around in Singapore. This was when I was around Singapore. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you you the the hype was real, my friend. Because uh, that's real. Okay. Because n- not only Children of the Empire is very special, only, not only because it was comparable to the core set with a sheer number of cards. This is the first time where the card pool became big enough for people to actually like start to truly experiment with decks. Before up to this point, everyone just had like this is the deck that's like the best the clan can do, and everything was just inherently inf- uh, inferior, j- just because of the the lack of options that the. the clans really had this added so many cards to the environment so many good cards to the environment that everybody had a lot of interesting new things to do like almost instantly that uh it hyper revitalized the the community um and me personally i know i talk about crane all the time but uh this became the start of like crane is like this This was the start of crane dueling this no, this that is just Crane dueling. Dueling came back in a big bad fashion this in the set. Um, oh, good god! But like Crane oh. started getting a a whole slew of like these amazing cards that didn't well, yeah, end it was, until like the near the end of the year. Well, here's the thing: it was like okay, what you got to got to keep in mind is like because in very short succession we got Children of the Empire come out. Mm-hmm. Then like I think like within like a couple of weeks or even like in the same or like the week after. Mm-hmm. But I remember we got like a rapid succession of Children of the Empire, the Unicorn Clan pack, then the Crane Clan pack. Yeah, uh, it, 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 you know my Crane bias is showing. It should also be put that this entire time, uh, Unicorn was bottom tier. Um, the I don't even say this because I'm pretty sure it's been said elsewhere, uh, elsewhere by now. Uh, the story goes that like during playtest, Unicorn was in uh, when the game was being was developed, super tier was super hyper tier, and they couldn't come up with a fix of it fast enough, so they did some quick nerfs to it and accidentally made it like unplayably bad when the game yep. came out. Um, and so this most of the last like year and a half at this point was spent like getting. Unicorn, some really pushed cards to try to get them back up to power level. Um, and th- they got some really good stuff near the end of uh, uh, Elemental, but Children of the Empire is also when Unicorn really starts seeing like basically a whole new uh, faction for them to play, especially since they have Children of the Empire right around the corner is the Unicorn pack. So, boom, now we're seeing Unicorn coming out of here. Um, also, it should be noted that Lion out of core was hyper dominant. But after the first restricted list, pretty much, they just dropped tremendously. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. kind of showed you, like, well, they were, like, built their success on the back of some really, like, problematic cards, unfortunately. Also remember, at the uh, at the end of Elemental, Unicorn did get a major boost mm-hmm. with uh, Mori Tori Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said, uh, Elemental, uh, and I think a little bit in the Scorpion pack, just a tiny bit. Um, they're really yes, some no, oh no, they they definitely did. Um, Tetsuko, Utaku mm. Tetsuko yeah. was is in was uh the one that cost make everything cost one more. Yeah, she's attacking. 
And it didn't really, really come together until Children of the Empire, just because, A, because there was a lot more cards to come all at once for everybody, including Unicorn. But, yeah, B, yeah. Uh, Elemental and Scorpion Pack and some other things had, like, uh, really pushed Unicorn cards coming out. But there's, like, some gems surrounded by utter garbage, so there wasn't really much oh they my could God. do. So. I mean, it's, it, there's a staple. Uh, Children had a very had a staple card for Unicorn called Shinjo Ambusher, mm-hmm. which, yeah, you... You uh that turns province off turns provinces off, so why not? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think by this time this is like uh one of the things they did after the previous worlds was uh restoration of balance finally got nuked. <laughs> yes, restoration of balance this was Resto finally got nuked here. And they also uh, I believe at that world that we just uh, went by, that was also when they un uh locked the uh the 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 the, nope, the, the rolls was unlocked and no, 2019 was unlock the rules. Okay, I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> so this was just like I think the world's uh, after the world's the Christmas errata was like, hey, you know what? You know, dragon, screw dragon. <laughs> oh just, yeah, pretty much. Just, Resto, just blow that deck up real quick. <laughs> Resto got on the list. Uh, no, Resto, well, Resto got, got errated. Rasu got errated. Void Fist got on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, which. Basically, oh, and Neaton Master got on the list. Yeah, so basically, it just tore uh, Dragon apart, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so children also gave us defend uh, defend your honor and stay your mm-hmm. hand. So and then, so yeah, we did uh, children, which is huge. But also, I think more interesting is the unicorn pack that came right after, and then it really Four did came out away, like yeah. I believe like a few weeks, if not a, like less than a month after. Oh yeah, no, it was like it was like hmm. it was like uh, hold on, this was April eleventh. Uh, unicorn plan pack was April eleventh. Children was okay. So wow, it was a whole two months. Oh well, I, well, because I th- children came out in the middle of the Christmas thing, and like Kotai season wasn't well, coming out. So yeah, children was children was uh February fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, Ch- uh, Warriors of the Wind was uh April eleventh, twenty nineteen. So that was yeah. almost like a full two months. Uh, yeah, the, the the from the end of Worlds until the start of the Kotai is kind of like dead zone. So it's all basically the t- same time as far as we're concerned. Because it's all we're ta- taking the time to like take things apart, reestablish things. Uh, now we've established a tr- kind of a tradition of a Christmas holiday style major errata, um, right? So we're just kind of like we're just playing around with things. But yeah, really right. quickly, unicorn comes out, and we go back to our discussion. What is a clan pack? So we said Phoenix or Phoenix pack was to expand. Phoenix a pack, pack that- was to was was to raise. A clan's power level. Yeah, to to get it scorpion tools that it, like black, it needed. Yeah, scorpion, scorpion was, to, was to go wide. Was to give scorpion options. Yeah, uh, unicorn was based on power. Like these people need to be stronger. And Actually, I thought that unicorn was kind of like a mixture of both. Unicorn was a mixture of a uh, phoenix and scorpion. A little bit. There was there was a thing where between you know the elemental, the scorpion, the children of the pirate, now the unicorn pack, and they knew that they need to get everything stronger. But everyone also knew like we can't go too hog with this because we're gonna just like if we give unicorn too many good things that they'll just go insane. 
So yeah. I think they did a really good job of because Unicorns like come back into its own. It's just been solidly competitive ever since. It never, oh, oh yeah, it never swung into like a plus tier, but like it can it can win some games in its own right. You know, if, in proportion yes. to most of the air quotes normal cards. You know, we can't all be the scorpions and the crabs, but never seem to leave the top of the meta. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's Warriors of the Wind. Um, our boy Chaga ties there, you know, um, temporally accelerated. Um, <laughs> a lot of disappointment there, because that's where we got uh, uh, the Shishi. What's that? The, the Shinjo. Shiro Shinjo. Shiro yeah, Shinjo. Shiro Shinjo. Oh, we also got Khan's Ordu, <laughs> which is like the bane of many uh, Scorpion and Crane players. I remember, I remember like, Unicorn did get some strong stuff. He also got a lot of disappointment, because Shiro Shinjo, like, oh, we could do all this, look at all this money! Turns out that was a garbage stronghold. I think it's getting a little bit better now that some other options oh, came out, it's but... it's definitely getting better, because here's the thing. It's like, okay, Shiro Shinjo, sure, we have lots of money now, but what exactly are we spending it on at yeah. that time? Right yeah. now, there is actually stuff to spend money on, so okay. things are actually getting better for sure. And people, all everyone's city of the rich frog is helping it out now too, so it's more consistent oh, than it used to be. Yes, we also had R not uh, so. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about R not. <laughs> oh, me and my previous co-host uh, Finbar, ba- Finbar Bagley used to talk a lot about because he he had a dream that R not was going to be an A plus card. <laughs> Go back and listen to the core game. We get the records on tape. <laughs> wow! He's like, he's really? like, I think this thing's got some potential. I'm like, I don't. This ain't it, Chief. <laughs> no, this is not it. It it, it, it it looks good on paper. I admit, it looks good on paper. I mean, I In saw the paper. Practice. It looked good to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all I'm saying yeah. is, one of us proved to be more right than the other in that one. <laughs> Well, okay, so let's move on. Were both of you right about you, Nikita, though? Uh, there's, I believe so. There wasn't too much kickback. So we're going over to the crane pack now. You know, yeah. something I, a clan I never talk about. Uh, Kyun Kikita was interesting because one of the interesting things about crane, um, is that their stronghold, the original, our original stronghold, uh, something, Shizuka Toshi, that's what it's She's, called. Yeah functionally blank because its ability works in such a narrow capacity it was only like a hey are you paying attention click exactly. <laughs> that's all it really did because it's super easy to play around to the point where it would actually do nothing um and i will say as someone who like through up to this point in the game Crane was hyper kind of like locked into a, like you said, we're very inconsistent going into world that year. Uh, there were some things that we could do interesting, some things that we just couldn't do touch at all. Then we start getting all this really good stuff. So Kyun Kikita, A, the, the virtue that it did something as opposed to nothing meant that Kyun Kikita was going to get played regardless. But we saw a, I give Tyler so much, uh, like, praise for this one because he he had a design goal that he just followed through with. He wanted dueling to be a consistent, synergistic thing throughout the entire clan, and he aced it. Unfortunately, if you're Dragon, hypothetically the 
other dueling clan didn't get as much love. They're dueling now, but in a weird kind of abusive kind of way. And, but it's you're not seeing the we, the the strong synergy that the crane still is rocking. From yeah, let's put it this way: the dueling family in Dragon is the Miramoto, not the Togashi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, I, I feel like it's good to talk about it because it's the crane thing, but I would say that the the crane decks built during this time, the Children of the Empire slash uh, Crane Clan pack, is still the crane deck that we're playing today. Mostly. Yeah, it is. It in really general is. structure. A whole year later. <laughs> the only thing that's really changed is Uji and the idea of how valuable Uji is. Um, not Uji, that much. Uji was considered to be, and he probably was and might be, is like uh, a card right underneath Mitsu of a five coster and what that kind of strength is uh, before he got uh, errated. Oh hmm. my god. I, I remember when Uji was previewed, I heard people saying, let's take the most, this, is th- th- this has got to be how they designed Uji. Let's take the most broken card in the game and slap it on Uji. <laughs> the the uh the, the <laughs> oh and let's give it a one fate discount yes yeah people were and honestly and don't get me wrong when when classic uji was on he was on like a crazy person uh but however like right before he would eventually get like a put on the restricted list uh he was not he's he's been taken off the restricted list now that he's been like uh errata to not give the discount he's been errata right? yeah he yep. was already leaving crane decks just because he ultimately proves too inconsistent to really capitalize on so uh something more much more uh, long-standing is this is where we get uh either this one or children of the empire i can't remember which one but somewhere around this time we get to- kikita toshimoko that was children that was children okay that was children toshimoko was in children of the empire yeah so this is like you know the the hits the crane hits just yeah. keep coming uh, you got a dueling we got i mean children of the empire was basically focused on dueling Oh yeah, and we we dueled some people. Uh, Crane was yeah. like pretty, like if not uh, oh. A tier, it was like B plus tier for a while. There. Yeah, forgot forgot to mention one thing. New keyword came out in General of the Empire: composure. Mm. Basically, anytime your uh, anytime your bid dial was lower than your opponent's, the composure ability kicks off, and it was like a whole bunch of things. Oh yeah, I forget. After this set, of the keyword composure has never been printed again because it's kind of yeah. worthless. <laughs> Composure is just because, okay, so the Composure keyword was a blatant attempt to, we have what's called the bid five meta, where a large part of this game is supposed to be, you're supposed to bid during the draw phase uh, how many cards you want to get and sacrifice honor for that. And if honor and dishonor were more prevalent, as you can kind of see in Skirmish, it works very well in Skirmish right now, actually. But um, you find that the cards that you gain are worth so much more than the honor that it's no, even if I bid, uh, like if your my opponent bids one and I bid five, the cards are so much more valuable that I'm just going to yeah. beat the life out of whoever didn't get enough cards to stop me. So yeah. composure was an idea to try to incentivize people to stop bidding five all the time. It failed. Not because in my opinion, I don't think composure is a bad keyword per se, but it was the abilities was not good enough. None of the abilities were worth me like risking card advantage because they're all exactly very milquetoast abilities. I still like the idea on paper. Uh, and I like I look at um what's that warm welcome every once in a while kind of lovingly. Oh, yeah. I was like oh man I, I kind of wish they would but you also like if you want to do can 
uh, poser, you want to have it like work consistently, and you can't really do that. There's there's one failed attempt and one attempt that works too well. We all thought, and I, I, I bet money that in playtest, Ayajitsu Master from Crane Clan, um, was a card designed to trigger, um, what do you call it, uh, composure effects, because it allows you to change the value of your bid. But as we learned with, uh, contingency plan, changing the value is not the same thing as changing the actual bid. So even though I can take my Ayajitsu Master and change my bid from 1 to 0, my bid's not actually 0. It's just 0 for the purpose of tallying, and then it just jumps back yeah. up to 1. Unlike mm-hmm. Miramoto's Daisho. <laughs> that one forces your opponent to choose a... or not to choose one of two numbers. They cannot choose 1 as their bid. So They that cannot means, choose 1 or 5. So that does two things. One, you can, it guarantees composure, which I'm pretty sure was on paper the idea of that card. As well as just having a general control over, like, the dual threshold. So, like, I'm not going to be punked out of a duel, but I'm also not going to get outbid in a duel, which is great. Uh, but on top of, like, guaranteeing composure, it also means, like, hey, I can just keep throwing any kind of garbage duel at my opponent through Miramoto's Die Show and just dishonor them in a single turn. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, that was it's 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 yeah, new motor die show. There's a reason why it's on the band list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> anyway, so and, that's and the it, crane clan pack, right? Yeah. yeah. Slash children. Uh, <laughs> slash children and and somewhere in there as a filler episode, the unicorn clan pack. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler hasn't finished in d- designing all the um, all the dueling duelings for Crane, so right. he had to put something out and came out the Unicorn Clan pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, next we have not. Why do I have Imperial Inheritance Cycle? Oh, I don't know. You're the one who wrote this thing. Yeah, I know Inheritance Cycle. This was, I think, when things started getting really spicy. I don't know. And I say I don't know because this is also where we have our... You know, FFG's never been great at hitting release dates in general. Um, something really bad happens here where they're trying... To, they, they, they've listened to us. They no longer want six packs in six weeks. Great. And they have this thing where through the whole summer cycle leading up to Worlds, they are going to have like we're going to get a couple of cars, or we're going to get uh, some clan packs, and then we're going to get or some Inheritance Cycle packs. And we're going to go back and forth there up until Worlds. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know. I still don't know who has the final, like, who screwed up at this the most. But card, uh, shop, shops across the world started getting, like, the entire Inheritance Cycle all at once and posted online. So, yeah. on one hand, we kind of get this, like, after we just got all these cards from... Winter from Children and Unicorn and Crane. Now we get the entire Inheritance Cycle pack, and we just have to like wait for confirmation of like, oh, when do these cards actually come out? But so on one hand, uh, we got a month of excitement followed by like, oh well, we know the whole year, so there's not much to get excited for for the rest of the freaking year. And this is where I'm kind of like, you know, complete and complete uh, torn. On one hand. Absolutely. I want to see all the cards out. Right. Mm. But on the other hand, um, and this is going to go into something that happened at Gen Con, which we'll talk about in a bit here. Mm. But um, but on the other hand, it just it, it strips excitement 
for the for the product, which yeah. I, which kind of puts me off. So I, I I'm torn about it. My 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 greedy side says keep the leaks coming, but my decent human side, which admittedly, yes, believe it or not, I actually do have one. Um, is kind of like you know pissed off about with all the leaks. The the leaks are unfortunate now. Um, I'd prefer a world with no leaks, but if they're out there, they're gonna it, things are gonna leak, right? Was when right. they're and you, you you can't even like really fault the stores because like they ordered product, they received product. It's not it's not none of their faults yeah. for receiving things early. It's not on them. Um, now the idea is like we could have like not shared them around. But that because we could have not, yeah. But honestly, cre- it's like that creates a it, sec- it, separate issue that I was very vocal because I've seen this happen in the old game where if there's leaks that are out there but they're not being shared with the general community, that creates a have have not thing where people who know the cards get months lead of playtest time, get to practice around with the cards mm-hmm. and know what's coming out and know what the environment's going to be before other people who are you know. Just because they don't know somebody who has a link to some kind of website or right. some kind of injured account somewhere. Um, so I was a big proponent of, like, it's unfortunate, but they're out there. Let's just get them all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I, yeah, so. Uh, anyway. Uh, inheritance cycle. A couple of key cards in there was, uh, let's see, uh, this thing. Oh! Yeah, uh, sorry, before we get to cards, let's talk about the um, the new keyword that appeared. Disguised. Disguised. The keyword, I still don't know how it works because I almost never <laughs> use it. Does Crane have a disguise? Yeah, Crane does have a disguise character. We have, we have, we have a card that for like a, like five minutes we thought was like hyper powerful, but it turns out just to be kind of mediocre. He's really good. It, 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 what's his name? Kagi or something like that? Yeah, he, he, he draws you a card for every card I play. His ability is kind of amazing. The problem is because disguise characters, it has to be a non-unique version and he only works on non-unique courtiers. We have a lot of named courtiers. And we have almost no non-unique courtiers in most of our decks. Uh, now, I mean, now that we've we, actually at the crate pack, we the, or whatever pack we got, there are more of them now. However, none of them. You can make a courtier deck, and there actually is a few courtier decks going out. It's not an A plus deck, and Kagya does not like support make that deck more viable. And if you put him into a the dueling deck that cranes usually run and stuff, he doesn't like fit there so he's got no right. place to go right he'd be so bonkers this, scorpion <laughs> so this is so by the way we are now in june 2019 right uh mm. we got disguise uh zantaro which is a disguise the first disguise character we saw mm. also known as the bane of cooney labs wow. <laughs> or the thief of or the thief of tea houses and cooney labs I feel like he might be the most disguised player. He's like the he's the one who survived the Hunger Games of Tanaka. these like disguised. He's around. He's not that Miyako? around. Miyako, sh- Miyako's there, but she's only like she's a dishonor per- You know, you don't buy her for her ability. She's just like here's a cheap way to like dishonor someone again. No, I mean 
Okay, so disguise is basically you have a non-unique on the board or whatever the condition is. Basically, is a non-unique, and it has to meet the condition that's on the board. Whether it's like you know, you know, non-unique Bushi, non-unique Scorpion player, non-unique Shugenja, whatever, right? Mm. Um, what, and then what, so what I mean about you like play the, the difference in the cost of mm-hmm. the two cards, and then they come into play ready. So Miyako coming into play ready—that's kind of huge in this game. A little bit, except for like. Because Scorpion, who are st- like Miyako's kind of designed to not be run in a Scorpion deck, but it's also where she still sees the most play. Yes. Um, because all she really, when I talk about like really effective disguise, disguise people, I'm talking about like lasting effects of like Miyako is just like one of a million ways to dishonor in the Scorpion that can already do that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Tadaka saw some play, but he's like not really consistently played and stuff. Zentaro is like from day one is always around, always useful because he's so he's just cheap enough and he's just useful enough that is like you could buy him just to stand somebody, or you can buy him because you want to steal a, a holding or something. Um, Zentaro is really devastating, and Zentaro's I wish Zentaro's really, really good. Yeah. So we got Zentaro. Oh, and let's not forget all the way at the end of this. Uh, so uh, hold on. We like this was weird because it was released in um, in June. We there was like two packs that was going to be released like straight up in um at, uh, by the time Gen Con came around. Mm. And remember, this was also the time where the Degenerate Phoenix deck is happening. The air quotes Degenerate Phoenix deck. I know this. Yeah, there's the, some there's a controversy there. Well, the 2019 Degenerate Phoenix deck. Because yeah. <laughs> every... Because there's, there's a 2020 Degenerate Phoenix deck. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the 2019 Degenerate Phoenix deck, the Echo Bird deck, uh, which and which would end up winning Gen Con. Yeah. Not, um, only, well, not only winning Gen Con, but it was also like six of the top eight decks or something ridiculous. I don't think it's that yeah. many, but it was something ridiculous like that. You know, It was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, yeah... And we thought that was going to be the deck that won Worlds, but right clan, different deck. Anyway. <laughs> well, kind of famously, that thing, like, there was a huge outcry from the community when that deck came came out and did so well at Gen Con. And then afterwards, well, there was something, I don't think that thing got uh, errated, but there were some things that got errated after Gen Con, and that deck kind of, like, fell by the wayside. I was like, oh, once you learn how to, like, manage it, it's not that hard to deal with. Yeah. Was, was the line of proprietors to it and stuff. Um... I maintain that the issue with Chargebird actually has nothing to do with Chargebird. Um, there were issues about with this at Gen Con and the game at that time, where many people, the clans' consternations with the strength of certain things had a lot less to do with the actual power of various cards and more of some clans had an absolute dearth on abilities to deal with certain combos, you know? Uh, some people could deal with Charge Bird very easily. Some people had, like, almost no options. Or some other thing. Some people had, like, oh, hey, Scorpion's one of t- a top-tier deck that I've got zero tools to fight, you know? Uh, there's a lot of that stuff coming on. People were getting really tired of this, like, hard rock-paper-scissors um, matchup types where playing the game was almost a foregone conclusion at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. I want to say Crab was either at this time or soon after that coming up with that like super degenerate um uh Mido deck 
Uh, let's throw all the stuff in the graveyard and then bring it back. So either I'm going right. to overwhelm you or dishonor you. Oh, one of those Mado. Two. Yeah. Yeah, Mate, the Gateway to Mado was also a card in this cycle. Yeah. So we already had, like, two cards that, like, you had to, like, dr- either hard tech against and drastically play your, change your play style, too. And it's, like, functionally mm-hmm. making it a different game. <laughs> And we're, yeah. just kind of, we're just kind of getting really tired of these cards that were just like just throw it like throwing the meta in completely like degenerate places and stuff. On it's, top of it was chaos. We we're also experiencing like hyper de- like the the leaks were also just a precursor of massive delays that we would start seeing from all the inherent cycle that sh- cards that should have came out at that point. Well, remember there was also another big to do at Gen Con. Involving a certain clan's clan pack. Oh yeah, I was getting there. Uh, we had uh, oh, yeah. to to make up for some of the distribution issues. They were going to offer the line pack out, which would have been great to like, hey, come buy this cards and then share it around online to be to generate some quick excitement. Some it would be like the neat L five R thing for. But they freaking forgot the palette of line cards at the FFG offices. <laughs> well, okay, so, um. All right, so let me just go ahead and um, talk about this real quick. Uh, okay. Around the same time, uh, around the same time that Lion Pack was supposed to be at was at the printers, mm. another FFG product called Return to Path to Carcosa for Arkham Horror was also at the printers. Mm. Um, a lot of players who bought Return Path to Carcosa complained that the cuts, the the cards was horribly miscut. Mm-hmm. To the point where they sent FFG, and FFG actually had said that there's going to be a delay on um, on, on on sending you guys replacements because they just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. My gut feeling is because those two products was at the printer at the same time, that the lion cut the lion pack ended up being horribly miscut. Well, that's impossible. The, the people actually at Gen Con told me, like, oh, we actually just forgot the or we, yeah. we grabbed the wrong palette because they actually had uh, pack four, which was not scheduled to be at Gen Con at all. That was there <laughs> instead. Yeah, so it yeah, seemed like, that was. And which was like, how oh, hey, neat, I can buy this pack four, but also know exactly what's in it because once again, all the packs are spoiled. Exactly, um, and th- and th- that's that's where I was getting at because you know because we 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 actually got two packs mm. at that. Uh, we got like I think pack four and pack five yeah. at Gen Con, and well, but okay. everyone was like kind of pissed that Lion it was because it wasn't Lion Pack. Well, it, it's it were upset it was a Lion Pack because they said that it, Lion Pack would be there. Actually, we showed up to Gen Con like, hey, we got the Lion Pack, and then it went behind the counter and poked the head back out. And says, oh, I guess we don't have the Lion Pack. We don't have the Lion Pack. <laughs> um, also, like so on at Gen Con on Wednesday. They have an in-flight report where they just kind of talk about all their products and stuff, and they announce their new Marvel game. And they talked about some other things, and I think they had like a single slide that says L5R still exists, and that was it. And then we also had the issue where you go to the tournament floor, and Jun comes at the section where they have all their games surrounded by one central um, table running all their their games, and Keyforge has got this amazing setup where they got this like rock motif and they got this like uh, engraved guitar with a design on it and they had like hoodies and beanies and this whole like uh um like roadie kind of roadshow kind of like prize thing and stuff and l5r had the same prize support that we always had like in a plastic bin 
right next to each other with like two new options. Also, that was the thing where like, hey, we brought like a handful of the new promos, and everyone can only. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was hoping. It was gonna, I was hoping and, we would avoid this one. And, and we God. Can only, we, okay. We, we can only huh. get like uh, a uh, uh, like one of each and stuff, and maybe of certain judges you get paid in Koku and just wanted to drop thing and just buy all the freaking prizes. We can do that. The general point I'm trying to make here is. At this point, at Gen Con uh, 2019, the community was kind of reaching ahead, and like Effigy was just burning away a lot of goodwill that it had with with the community, with mm-hmm. massive shipment issues, uh, some design issues that like we had given it like at this point like a year and a half, two years of like grace period of it's a new game, you know, you're trying to work some things out. We understand. Mm-hmm. But things just kept getting like weirder and weirder instead of better and better. Actually, it would it would ultimately get better? But it was like, oh, the game's generally in a pretty good spot, except for there's always like two or three decks that are like hyper broken that people are upset about. And also, like you know, once again, like FFG, its general will have a tendency to, uh, hey, give L five R some love and then forget us for like four to five month stretches. So there was yeah. just a lot of like you know, frustration in the community itself at yeah, that point. I get it. And um, we, kept, we, we took it out of the, on the charge bird, which, you know, new deck or not, trying to figure out meta or not stuff, being like, what, like four or five cards uh, of the top eight is still ridiculous. It, it really <laughs> There's is. a problem there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but it, well, again, and we go to Worlds now. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, There was a... So worlds we did not have. We have everything except at this point we would have everything except the dragon pack and the um and what's the word and uh, and Shoju's and pack six. Actually, I think pack five no, was all the, so all the packs were yeah. out and the issue they they made good at worlds at twenty nineteen because yes. they said straight out like hey not only is the lion pack going to be legal but anyone who shows up to worlds is just going to be given a lion pack for free. <laughs> To to guarantee, like trust, be rest assured, you will have a lion, the lion cards uh, at um, at worlds. Ooh. Also, remember this year. This was also the first year that all FFG games became invite only. So there mm. was a couple ways that you would earn your invitation to worlds. There was uh, winning cotes or winning these things called uh, elemental challenge, elemental championships. Mm-hmm. Elemental championships was held at stores, right? And um, so, and these, and you would get vote cards if you do well enough, or uh, your top two clan get would get a vote card. And oh, and you use these vote cards to vote for your for the role, for a role of your clan to go to world tap. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so certain people acquired a whole bunch of vote cards and was planning on tanking a certain clan. They're they're planning, or was this just one guy? <laughs> well, one well when one person had enough vote cards to tank a clan, yeah, he didn't do that alone. <laughs> yeah. this is, well, I don't know. You want to talk about it? I mean, you're one of the the prime suspects. I know from firsthand there are a lot of people who have an issue with you, Saragus, individually as being a a person a suspect in this whole. Controversy, which we should say it all got sorted out, you know. But it did. I okay, yeah, it was me. It was me. I, I really because you know honestly, it was like I was so fed up with crap that I was just ready to take them. 
I mean, at that point, I was ready to take him the way Crane got the way Crane got uh, got uh, got pankooed. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready to pankoo crap. To to play devil's advocate, to talk, you know, as a voice of the community and stuff. So you have your frustrations. Do you could you see how? I keep in mind this is also at the height of like kind of like a really frustrating time with the community right yes. now. Could you see how that would be? You know, not a great look for you know. Let's talk about a little bit about like you know positions in the community. Like we're sort of like <laughs> semi well known people, you know, yeah. stuff. But you're not only well known and stuff, but you are like the head judge and stuff. But now it's like now I you're am having, not the head judge, sir. That's Ryan well, Rocket. Well, you're you're pretty up there, and now it's like oh, this major judge seems to have an agenda and the ability to follow through on it. You know, with the prizes he's getting from being a F- FFG judge. I mean, it's a bad look. It, oh, no, no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get any of my vote cards from FFG directly. Sure. I went I, I went ahead and gone out and played at these Elemental Championships. Mm-hmm. And then I traded for the vote cards. Sure. With my, with my promo stash. Sure. I mean, still. I mean, can you? Can if 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 a crab player is listening, do you think that they would enjoy hearing your words and deeds right now? Oh no, they made sure they didn't enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy that one thing. They yeah. Okay, look, I I got talked off the ledge. I got talked off the ledge. Well, you get knocked off the ledge, but I also think the FOG just said that they weren't going to let you do it. Just hard stop. I, if, if anything, I think you ex- uh, and you're not the only one who had this idea, but it exploited a massive flaw with their vote strategy. Mm-hmm. Like um, somebody planned that all along. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> I, is this, is this I your- didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Don't worry. I didn't. I've heard some of your plans. <laughs> you don't have like cocktail level wheels within wheels around here. Don't lie to me, sir. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is a very long episode, but I'm having fun. Are you? Sure. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on from that. Um, yes, I apologize to the crab. It didn't happen. I got talked off the ledge. I apologize for even thinking about it. It was just like a massive source of... But your clan was just a massive source of frustration for me at the time, and this I thought this was my only recourse. Well, I, I, I don't want to play the, the kick to Sar game and stuff, but we do have... Um, so some things happened at Worlds this year. Um, a lot, you mean last year? Yeah, okay. Um, so, so not only did we have the Lion Pack was available there, so, mm-hmm. and for all kinds, it was like... Uh, it was an amazing world because even though they like once again they kind of dug themselves in a hole saying it was invite only, but then there was mm-hmm. like when the math was done, like only like two people would have been not included, so they just said, "Hey, everybody who's here gets into the tournament and stuff." So, yeah. yay! Um, the by all accounts, the world was pretty good. They had the prize wall that was updated there. They had some side oh, events yeah. going on. It was very oh, the prizes time. was oh, and the metal rings. Yeah. Uh, the, the Alliance pack you get for free, but the Crab pack was also available available for purchase. And once the tournament mm-hmm. was over, you could participate in some of the side events with the Crab pack, uh, which is yep. really cool. Uh, Ooh, and let's not forget Draft. Draft was being previewed. Big big things at Worlds. Like I think uh, Worlds last it was year like, did a, it was like an it was an L five R exclusive Worlds. 
Uh, yeah, for the first, uh, for the good thing, because they tried it before where it's like having all their, they like to have all their games at once. And it was like proven to be mm-hmm. a logistical mess. And also it was killing the organized play people trying to do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I um, remember in 20, in 2018, mm-hmm. I was, I looked at, um, I looked at, uh, Tommy and Matt mm-hmm. and they looked like that they were ready to die. <laughs> Uh, and probably the the biggest news was at the end of this one they put the votes for all the top placing people of the clan. Our Tyler gave them all a vote, and they had the vote unanimously. And everyone chose to release mm-hmm. the roles. So now we have the you roles. know there's mm-hmm. you no know, uh, the elemental roles are still in the game, but anyone any when you build it, that choose any role and any um yeah any elemental any elemental any clan role any role. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we we also um kind of neglected to say. To, are you okay? Yeah, I was just stretching. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, we also mentioned to say when we we're talking about the clan pack that each of the clan pack have a uh, have a new role in them, called the support roles. So basically, the, these would bump your influence up to by like um, at, by I think by 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 a significant amount. By plus seven. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus seven influence. Um, but you can only spend it on you know of that clan, it's like support of Phoenix. You can only spend it on Phoenix clan, yeah. uh, clan cards. Um, I didn't mention it because they're all pretty worthless. There was a brief yeah. period where Lion was using Scorpion Splash because all their Lion cards sucked. So they're like, try to steal <laughs> Scorpion's cards. It seems to work for them. The infamous yeah. Red Lion deck, which did okay for the time. Well, uh, Red Lion is still around, isn't it? I mean, Red Lion won. But uh, there's so many cards, like so many powerful cards, are locked behind one of the elemental roles that, mm-hmm. and there's just not enough cards that are in clan that are powerful enough worth like splashing a support of yet. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. Before we leave worlds, uh, speaking of the Kickstar. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So here's what happened. Again, I mentioned I mentioned this before, but once again, duty rears his ugly head. Mm-hmm. So uh, the twenty the twenty nineteen controversy with duty was uh, a player one of the, at the final table. A player played duty, and I I think he's just used to playing duty during the draw step. <laughs> I mean, sure, <laughs> because most scorpion player plays duty during the draw step. They bid five. They they're at one honor. They bid five. Their opponent bids one. They play duty. Oops! Now they're two honor, mm. and they bow city of the open hand. So now they're at three honor, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So the guy, the scorpion player, was like, "Okay, so I play duty, gain one honor, draw a card." I'm like, and at that point, I was like, "Wait a minute! No, you don't draw a card. You don't draw a card off duty." And we were me and Ryan and Tyler, who was watching the game was all focused on this duty thing, right? Mm-hmm. So when everyone was talking to us, saying that, you know, there's something to happen with, du- there's something wrong with the honor, something wrong with the honor, our brain, because we were still dealing with this, we just finished dealing with this, that we did not realize that they were talking about something else. Yeah, I was stopping right there and coming to you from, like, the perspective of outsiders, where I was sitting in the yeah. bench with a lot of other us. So we're all sitting there watching the game. We realize we would see you're dealing with this thing or dealing with duty and stuff, but it seemed to go relatively, like, there was an issue, it's being resolved, fine. However, this is all happening at the end of the phase, and at the end of the phase, all dishonored characters leave play and cause honor loss. Mm-hmm. At this point, the Phoenix player should have lost... Uh, I think it was like two points of honor or something like that from characters that yeah. were leaving play, and he never lost that. Now, this is important because we all know that Scorpion... We all know backhanded compliment. Yeah. 
And I think he was left at like three honor at the end of that phase. Well, actually, he had five honor on the table, but we all know mentally that he's actually got three honor. And going to the next round, they just drew the next card uh, or right. one other card. And we're just like, so we see it. And there's a there's a process for this. If you are a bystander and you see an instance, get a judge's attention. Respectfully tell them that there's a, you know, there's a play error mm-hmm. on the board that they, needs to be resolved. We tell the, the side judges, they go w- over there, whisper, whisper, whisper. They come back and he says, oh, no, it's t- taken care of. And we're just, you know, it starts with a couple of us just going like, what? No, it's not. Did, did you hear no. what we said? Do you understand like, what's going on? And we tell you, go back. He goes back over there. You know, Sarah's going like, like you see on his face, like, I don't understand what's happening right now. It's resolved. Comes back and it's done. And you can hear, like, if you watch the the footage, you can hear, like, a murmur going through the crowd. Of, like, oh, yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Until what, at one point, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, as probably a Scorpion player, just stands up and just says, like, the game is still progressing. And at this point, like, the Scorpion is, or the Phoenix player is, like, taking Scorpion player provinces and, I think, activating the Earth uh, ring and forcing them to lose cards. And we all know, like, mm-hmm. if he loses a backhanded compliment, if he, if he has all three backhanded compliments, he essentially wins the game right now. We need to stop right. the game from playing. But if he doesn't have all of them, then it actually doesn't matter and stuff. But mm-hmm. he's just, like, he just gets up to the play. He's like, we, I don't care if I get kicked out. You have the there's a mistake on the board and no one is listening to what is happening right now. Stop the game and listen to our complaint. <laughs> Look, when they finally said it, it was not duty. It was like and that was one of my mind. Like you know, because my first question was, did you lose a two honor? Mm. That because literally that was my first question to uh, to because I honestly thought he did lose a two honor. Yeah. I, I kept it going because I thought he lost two honor. Ryan thought and Ryan thought that, you know, he uh everyone was talking about duty and Tyler thought everyone was talking about duty. Tyler actually had to pull up the RRG and the card text for duty to make sure he wasn't going crazy. Yeah. It was it was special because like I know that like chat was going was, crazy, the stream was It was, was going a failure crazy. of commu- honestly, I think it was a failure of communication because the audience, you guys were talking uh, about something else, and we were thinking you guys were talking about something else. But, but, so, like, other than, other, ironically, other than, like, the judges and the players of the game, literally everybody else in the world watching the game was just like, there is a massive, potentially, like, the world championship is on the entire line <laughs> of, of what that Scorpion player just top decked, and you guys are not <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> oh, I, 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 he taught, well, Ah, Scorpion player is about an inch away from throwing a folded uh, metal chair <laughs> into the middle of the ring and then starting a brawl in the stands. Right? No, um, it was it it, it, felt, it felt kind of fitting with the way the story was going too. At the I time. mean, <laughs> to be honest, it felt kind of fitting. <laughs> uh, and also, let's not forget the gas leak that was earlier in the day. <laughs> I was at World earlier in the week. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which was just like yeah anyway so that was world and honestly and then that brings us to um the hiatus again um and then uh we gotta switch uh we gotta switch over from um cascade games to yeti game yeti games yep, yep, and then yep. we got pass unplugged um and then we got 2020 january 2020 and the first band list Yes, which was very thankful because the holiday ban list here took care of a lot of cards that were just 
has been de- degenerate since the day they came out and were not degenerate fun. Degenerate to you, maybe. They, well, they were, they were, yeah, sure, they're degenerate for anyone who doesn't play them. And, <laughs> hey, I mean, like, a lot of those, pl- like, one-per-deck holdings have left play. I've still got mine. I can play Crate Clan's <laughs> Chise District for all yeah, that's going to get me. I can't declare a military attack there. What's Ooh, big whoop! <laughs> which, like, what's that, you know, it's kind of a, like, encapsulation of, like, the the weird way how we're talking about like most of 19 was kind of a struggle period because people were frustrated about things and how things will be asymmetrically designed you know mm-hmm. here's some clans that have like these amazing tier one like like i flip this card and the game's basically over power level one per holding decks and some yeah. of us got crap you know um cheese district and uh the lion one whatever that one something with an uh. h Keto um, district. Keto district. Completely unplayably bad in any kind of formation, you know. Even with the rollout cards. You have some rollout cards that say, like, hey, flip this card and burn down your opponent's entire deck and stuff. Other things are like, hey, it's a line card, so let's, like, have it make it roll locked and also throw a bunch of restrictions <laughs> to have it do, like, give someone plus three glory or plus three political. <laughs> that right. also goes away if your opponent ever had, like, it looks at you the wrong way. <laughs> it's like, oh what? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these yeah, things um, so like ridiculously like not balanced? Wait, if you guys if you guys want to know the perfect example of this, look at the line version of HMT Hisumori Toriday, which is card number one from mm. Elemental Cycle, mm. and then look at the unicorn version of the same card. I mean, <laughs> what the same name? I will say, like after the the, the band list was like the first uh, like Worlds was really good. And then followed oh, yeah. that up into the the Christmas. It really was Christmas. The band list of like, here's a pile of cards that were just problem for the game. Like ninety percent of them were Phoenix for some freaking reason. Just yeet them right into yeah. the trash, and the game just immediately oh got God. better for it. You know, it was it's it's like, it's like the library burnings all over again. Oh yeah, I mean we did burn the library, we burned the freaking Asawa <laughs> library. No, <laughs> oh no, that got RL. Fun- that got it functionally was- banned. <laughs> It got, I mean, 2020, January 2020 was like taking a metal bath, was like pulling a Tanya Harding to Phoenix's, um, you know, Nancy Kerrigan's knees. Oh, man. That's a, that's a dated reference, you old man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You, you, you just lost all of our teen listeners. <laughs> yes, but everyone that plays this game knows what I'm talking about. I mean, yes, yeah, this is all a miserable old man, so... <laughs> Uh yeah, but no, it's like it was taking a metal, it was like taking a hammer to um to Phoenix's knees. Tadaka, mm. Master Gisei Toshi, Karata yeah. District. Pretty much the Cutis. entire Phoenix Phoenix list, you know. Um they, all that stuff is gone. Um I yeah. think that's where we lost uh Spyglass finally. No, Spyglass was more recent. Oh, that was afterwards? Okay. Yeah. No, Spyglass was more recent after no, it was definitely after that because uh it was um so Spyglass cancer. Uh, Spyglass was to was under RL to fix the uh, the the Lion Tower deck. Oh yeah, they ca- I think it happened like right before the pandemic hit. Yeah, okay. Um, regardless, you know, even my own stuff like Guest of Honor finally went down along with Tadaka and Master Gisei Toshi, and we're like, yeah, it's fine. We get it. We we understood since day one that it was a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And oh, and uh, also, City of the Open Hand got an errata. 
yeah. around this time too. No, it was like it was way, way earlier. Never mind, it was way before. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toshimoko did nothing wrong, <laughs> paid for the sins of others. Nope. Seclude. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but that is that was this year's, and now we uh we got Clan War, yeah. the multiplayer. Basically, a lot of it's focused on multiplayer. But we got a honestly. There's a lot of card from Clan Wars that's actually popping up into play. A bit. I also skipped the Dragon Clan right there. Oh crap! Yeah, Dragon Clan. Yes. Um, forgot about the Dragon Clan. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> just like the dra- and I forgot about the Dragon Clan pack. Just like the Dragon Clan itself. Forgot yeah. about the Dragon Clan pack until about two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, FG, uh, like, we're riding a pretty good wave, and we kind of took a dip with, or at least the Dragon players, because when the, 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 after Worlds of 2018, where afterwards all their stuff got banned, Dragon yeah. were in a hole, and they were oh, not coming out of it boy, at all. was they have. And they were kind of, like, looking at the new cards for the, all the cycle, and I really get, well, they knew nothing was coming out, because, again, the Inheritance cycle was completely spoiled. Uh, we weren't expecting a whole lot from Lion and Crab, because we only get, like, one or two cards from that stuff. So, like, okay, Dragon Clan, your hope to, like, rebuild the clan and stuff. And it kind of comes out, and so there's a guy, there's some people who, like, hard quit the game, because they're just like, this Dragon pack is worthless and this is the one that kind of starts the debate of what is the role of a clan pack um we, we just get the lion and the and the crab the lion uh well we, we this this part of the discussion anyway the lion pack um had the role of getting those guys back up to snuff which it didn't quite actually kind of did we just didn't realize it yet i think we needed what uh, the, after the band that came from christmas the lion pack retroactively came a lot better uh same thing with crab um it gave them a new theme because they were all it was very similar to the scorpion pack where they're already a tier one clan and they were kind of like getting like they were playing yo-yo with the ban list because like oh no we lost this thing our deck is our crap is useless oh we're gonna we found mato we're over oh, back oh that's got we're gonna find something else and they kind of jumped around it fleshed them out it was bit. very schizo yeah <laughs> Crab is always like either top or bottom of the, depending on what you ask. Yeah. So, uh, Dragon was supposed to rescue the Dragon uh, Clan, and it kind of didn't. Uh, they are pretty good right now, and some of the cards are pro- From like the Dragon Clan back are proving better than they originally uh, stated to. By and large, still there's not a whole lot from this clan pack that's being played but you're seeing some keys so it's like not worthless i mean it's it's seeing about the same amount of cards that phoenix saw from their clan pack about about i mean it's seeing like you know mitsu you, you could say that mitsu's tadaka and high house of light is kunisawa mm. and a whole, all those other keyholes that they thought was worthless is like yeah. you know even like many clans if they didn't have and like if the cards didn't tr- prove to be, like, A1 cards, like, things that are actually, like, worth putting into the deck, they're all interesting. Like, mm-hmm. if I had, like, most of my crane cards banned tomorrow and stuff, I've got a whole slew of, like, these, like, subpar courtier cards from the clan pack. That would not feel bad at all, slotting into a deck and kind of mm-hmm. making things there. Uh, Dragon, they're just, like, 
it's hard for, to see a lot of them like in any sort of deck whatsoever. Some of them are proving to be more useful than originally thought, but a lot of them are just like, oh, this looks bad, and also it's testing bad as well. Well, here's the other thing. It's like the other part of the dragon issue was they got Void Fist and Neaton Master got under RL at the same time. Yeah, it was it was like a, it was a hard hit mm-hmm. to um, to Dragon, um, and then. Uh, so and then, like right when they start gaining, regaining dominance, what a lot of people I think I think a lot of people are still reticent to um, to admit that the Dragon Clan pack is actually decent because Void Fist and Eaton Master came off the clan, came off the RL mm. right around the same time. This new deck uh, started gaining popularity. Yeah, both happened at the same time, and a lot of stuff that's on this new deck that's getting really strong doesn't really take a whole lot from the Dragon Pack, so it's kind of hard to say, you know, which was more beneficial. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still not convinced that the Dragon Pack as a whole, as a product, is very good, but, you know. I honestly think it is. I mean, new Mitsu is proving, the new, the Dragon Pack Mitsu is proving that he's got a lot of worth and mm. there are other cards in there too. Like, and High House Light also. Yeah. Uh, around this time, we also like, um, we're looking at, uh, I'm sitting here talking to you on this very podcast, like, you know what's stupid? The Lion Clan. Also, Tower Decks. Both are stupid things that are yeah, stupid. Yeah, I, I, we, 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 we repeated that several Hundred times. <laughs> well, while, while we're not paying attention, these lion tower decks are just destroying the freaking meta and burning the. Oh the, my the god! Down. It was so. it's crazy because it was it was the um, it was a unicorn deck first. Yeah. Because I remember at Pass Unplug, um, right after Pass Unplug, Christian uh, mentioned that uh, he was working on a deck and it was a secret deck and you know by the time LVO came around, it was all over the place and then the lion had already adapted it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then after all that stuff happened, we had a RLS where we finally got, uh, what is it, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the Spyglass. Spyglass, yeah. Spyglass finally gets banned, which had mm-hmm. been, like, the lifeblood of a lot of degeneracy over the years, oh, so. Yes. Yeah, so, Spyglass gets banned, well, Spyglass got RL'd first because of crap. Because their their tower was uh, ruining everything, um, and then when Lion decided, see, you know what? What whatever Lion, whatever another clan ruins a card, it just gets you know put on the RL, yeah. or it gets it gets like you know fixed a little. But when Lion ruins a card, it gets banned. <laughs> Lion can't have like charge, <laughs> charge, charge banned because Lion. <laughs> We gave him uh, for greater glory back finally. I yeah, mean, we finally no, did. No one plays. <laughs> Not that back. they play it at all. <laughs> it's like they beg for years and years to get for mm-hmm. greater glory back, and the moment they get it back, they don't play it. Yeah. It's like what? Why? <laughs> uh, you touched on it recently, uh, briefly, but uh, yeah, Clan War comes out soon about, after that. About um, the what? I'm sorry. The Clan War. Clan yes, War. Clan War. The next deluxe pack, which is. And mixed bag. On one hand, it's so they say from right from the beginning, like this is supposed to focus on multiplayer and multiplayer formats. Mm-hmm. And most of these cards are dealing with multiplayer. And it does. And actually, you know, it comes with new rules for mul- different multiplayer cards for multiplayer. And in that capacity, very good. Most of us, however, are focused on the 
the 1v1s, the treasures, what is now known as the stronghold format of the game. So yes. not a whole lot from that gets, well, I say like not a whole lot, but the things that do come over are like really good. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's kind of a, a, a with the dearth. And to this day, I'm still, especially now that we're in quarantine, I definitely haven't got any multiplayer games. And on that, other than what I played on with you on, uh, Tabletop simulator. Yeah, but before we were that not got even, nuked. We weren't playing uh we weren't playing on tape we weren't even playing uh, you know, true multiplayer. We were playing skirmish multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so hard to say like like how, how the value of clan war as a product is kind of like a It's a hard, mixed bag. If, it if really you, is a mixed I bag. I mean if you like multiplayer, it's something you want to do very often if there we have a lot of multiplayer tournaments and events and stuff it's an incredibly useful thing and i'm very interested in it but um you know the apocalypse happened so <laughs> well honestly you got crane got some pretty good card out of that dazzling we, duelist yep dazzling duelist is on there uh the one the return to the offense is the big one yeah return to the offense is another big one uh i can't knit i'm other clans got other cards and once again because i'm so <laughs> you know selfish i don't know what they are <laughs> I'm actually looking it up right now, trying to, uh, well, Enlightenment, you know, the uh, the Degenerate card of the day. Yep, yep. Came from that. Hey, uh, we always Peacemaker's need Blade. Of... Peacemaker's Blade came from that. That's it, yeah, it's an interesting one. That's mm-hmm. It's a seems some play. There's definitely cards in here to find, to get some play. Um, other than, well, now that we have the Enlightenment deck doing that, that's the only thing that's like truly meta-defining, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, this it's not something that we honestly saw. Co- it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the tower deck. We didn't see that coming because mm. no one was paying attention to any of the cards. Oh. Just like we didn't see the enlightenment deck coming because no one was paying is paying attention to any of the cards. <laughs> so when are we going to learn a lesson and start reading cards? And oh, by the way, to, to just be clear, I, I keep beating on this drum. To clarify, when I say we didn't see the tower deck coming. I saw the tower deck from Lion and Unicorn a bunch, uh, just playtesting around, and I beat it so handedly every time I saw it that I never thought it was like a serious deck. That's why I was always so confused of like, why is this happening? <laughs> um, you know, did, uh, hey, this is a tip. Not very right. My my rant against the tower deck has always been it's actually got like a if you're used to fighting towers like I am fighting against crab tower for like the entire length of this game because my playtest partner Max Williams, um, right? If there's a, there's a hand, there's a small strategy that you can do to get consistent results against it that I'm just individually very good at. Uh, there's so much in this game that I'm not good at, but that particular <laughs> setup was very easy for me. Mm-hmm. So, mm. soapbox, yeah. let's just yeet it into the garbage now. <laughs> it's gone. Because Spyglass <laughs> is dead, so it does, that deck doesn't even exist anymore. I don't even know why I'm still talking. The 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 Crap Tower deck? Uh, any of the Tower decks. Tower, oh. well, well, so there's a Tower-ish deck coming out of Dragon right now. And there's like a half tower in Lion right now. But they're not like the towers. Well, the dragon one is. But um, they're not doing the same thing that the these other ones used to do. You know, Spyglass is such a unique thing that it's, it's basically its own thing, you know? <laughs> ah, yeah. So that is Children. Then we got coronavirus. Then we got well, actually, we got one pack of the minion cycle. 
then we got coronavirus. And that's where we are now. I mean, Dominion cycle so far, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from it. We got uh, another new keyword. Rally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally, oh, that, yeah. Rally coupled with City Rich Flog has done Flog Frog has done a Duh. lot to hyper accelerate dynasty. The dynasty, which is something the game really needed. I'm happy to see. My my question is: Is it is Dynasty now too fast? Uh, that's a question. Uh, I have not really seen. I've seen a couple of attempts, but I haven't seen a consistent where people were afraid that they're going to make a deck that focuses on draining the dynasty so fast that you just lose that five honor and, and make a weird dishonor deck. I haven't seen right. that much anymore, but um, combine people who have like a really strong issue with it. There's also the card that came out in Cramplack, which is the Slovenzy Scavenger, the little goblin guy who would just yeah. grab your cards and just shuffle it back in your deck. So if it ever gets too fast, there's ways to stop that if you wish. Right. Well, uh, key, uh, really important card out of this one is going to, is a uh, Kikita Yoshi, or as I like to call him, Emoshi. <laughs> we just call him Method Yoshi because he looks like he's been <laughs> he looks like he's been doing lines of coke <laughs> for like five days straight. Yeah, and uh, let's see another really, 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 really big one. Um, let's see here. Where is it? Uh, Seasons of War, I believe. Yeah, Season mm. of War. Yeah, oh, that's man. a real meta-defining card. And uh, at first, you're just seeing it just because it's a it's the first Dynasty event card, which is notable in of itself. It also had Rally, so we quickly, the math just speaks for itself. Uh, rally, it started compounding real fast. R- rally is just uh, functionally reduces your deck size because it like it doesn't cost itself a slot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to see a lot more of those things now. So even like Season of War is not as valuable as it once was, but we're getting a lot of rally. You know, we they, we saw things like composure and disguise. We saw them here and there. This kind of went away and stuff. We're seeing rally left and right coming out of all kinds of places. And it's just, right. we're seeing more of them instead of less of them, which I enjoy. I like the rally keyword. Some people yeah. don't like it, but um, it adds an interesting dynamic to deck building, which I very much enjoy. Yeah, I really like rally. I think it's a, I think it's a really good keyword. I mean, we know people that uh, that don't really like rally, but mm. yeah, overall, I think it's a good card. I'm mm. uh, really excited to see how the rest of this uh, cycle shapes up. Um, yeah. You know, pack two was supposed to have been released like last mm. week, except yeah. that apparently none of my stores got it yet. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Festify <laughs> uh, has been very kind to release uh, image packs to the community yes. just to kind of see so you can have like an uh, idea. We're kind of like in a perpetual waiting for events to come back uh, sometime, hopefully this year, most likely next year, but we'll see, you know? We'll right. see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's really it. I mean, we just took you down uh, L5R history and only spent uh, two hours doing it. An hour and a half, probably doing it. <laughs> Depends on how, what we're left with after I get done cutting this thing. Exactly. Down. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so that is pretty much it. I mean, overall, I, so far, except for that little dark period in 2018, I've it's been pretty good. Yeah, well, 2019, but yeah. Um, yeah, 2019, sorry. Yeah. Um, overall, enjoyable. The game is in a healthy state right now. The clans are relatively balanced. Um, 
The plan for going into 2020 was pretty sound. We had a Kotai schedule that looked pretty optimistic. We had a release schedule that looked pretty under control. Everything was going mm-hmm. good. Ironically, the end of the world threw all FFG's plans out. So this is a, a, a massive delay that can't be laid at their shoulders at all. So, you know, props to them. <laughs> it's not their yep. fault this time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if I was Tyler and all the other people at FFG, I would get t-shirts with that. It's like, it's not 2020. It's not my it's fault not this time. Fault. <laughs> 2020, it's not our fault. Fantasy Flight Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, so that is it. Uh, Tyler, you got any shout outs? Or why don't you take us out? Did you just call me Tyler? Oh my god, I did, didn't I? Trevor! Let's Oh wow! Uh, anyway. Uh, this is Tyler Perry. I want to give a shout out to the Lion Clan. I want you to have like 37 extra like requirements on all your cards. You know, Scorpion, you've done nothing wrong ever, and I love you. Anyway, so that is pretty much that is pretty much it. So Trevor, why don't you take us out? Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to the RPG uh, half of our podcast, the Court, Ga- Court Games RPG with Kovar and Kaori. Uh, also, joining our Court Games network that we have now. We're a network, apparently. One is For- Fortune and Strife, and the other one is called uh, Crimson Gold Agonies. Uh, looking forward to hearing all these things. So they should be out shortly. Keep up, uh, up to date uh, or listen out, I guess, here, <laughs> other places, <laughs> when they're going to come out. Um, or you can check out the courtgamespod.com website for more information. Or you can check out our Patreon, uh, where Seabass supports all these podcast networking goodnesses and pays for editing costs and keep the Discord up and uh, keep pay for server fees. And also want to give a shout out to our new Patreons or patrons, Patreons, patrons, Patreons, yeah, Patreons. Okay, our peons. (laughs) 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 And just like I could hear them withdrawing their funds (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't don't keep keep supporting, keep paying. I'll 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 try to control Trevor more. I promise. Uh, In fact, if you up your support. I'll definitely put a ball gag on Trevor next time. Oh, now we're, now we're just uh, supporting <laughs> uh, SARS fantasies over here. <laughs> so you hear that? Jason Flowers, Joshua Camden, and William Carson. Uh, donate now to make SARS dreams come true. <laughs> do you, uh, sorry, do you have any uh, final shout outs you want to give? Yeah, just a uh, shout out to everyone um, out there. Just uh, keep going along. Shout out to ooh, Finbar, Dan for getting the London Legion stuff going and also the North American side. And yeah, just, you know, guys, one of the big things, one of the best things to just to keep this game going is just to freaking play. Play, you try to get organized, you know, get your local play groups to do an online thing before everything opens up again. I, re- I know we want to play, we really want to try Skirmish out there. We want to try, we want to play Paper again. I really want to play Paper again. Like I wanna, I wanna destroy people, new players' hopes and dreams with Lightning Deck, and they realize that I want them to realize that nothing that they do matters against that deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this week, I'm gonna give an anti shout out to whoever that judge is who keeps showing up freaking worlds, keeps dropping the ball every year. 
Fantasy Flight needs keeps, to get rid of that guy. He's dropping what every year? Dropping the ball. Or the ball gag in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ryan Rocket was watching the whole thing behind me. I can't be totally held responsible for this. <laughs> and Tyler was there too. I really can't be held solely responsible for this. Where do you just throw other people out of the bus? You know, you're one of those people who's going to be chased, chased by an angry mob. You know, you're being strung up. You know, we have to pit the torches and pitchforks and stuff. You're like, you know, it wasn't just me, you know. It really wasn't just me. Uh, Ryan was the one that told me to keep going. And now, and now Ryan's telling you to stop. <laughs> Oh, lordy. Anyway, that is it for us this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next week when we get back to our when we get back to our beginner series. <laughs> Later, guys.